Entrepreneur on Fire 635. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful entrepreneurs. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Protect your family, protect your future. For special savings, visit LegalZoom.com and enter promo code FIRE in the referral box at checkout. LegalZoom was developed by top attorneys to provide self-help services at your specific direction, but they're not a law firm. Legal help is furnished through vetted independent attorneys. All the benefits of a professional phone system wherever you are. That's eVoice. Go to eVoice.com, sign up for your free trial, and enter promo code FIRE for an additional $5 off per month. That's eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. What's shaking, Fire Nation? John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Brian Harris. Brian, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. Brian has started more businesses than he can count. Recently, he stumbled upon the world of video editing and simply fell in love with it. Over the last 12 months, he's worked with Kissmetrics, HubSpot, and AppSumo. His blog, Video Fruit, is a place where he teaches step-by-step formulas on how to grow your business with video. Brian, I've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. Absolutely. Well, number one, my favorite number is 635, so massive coincidence. Wow, that is so <laughs> random. I never mean, ever heard anybody that has the magic number 635. I don't well, know. that was your football number in college, so that's why yeah, I waited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the bench had, they were in the 600s. <laughs> oh, man. No, uh, my name is Brian. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I run a blog called Video Fruit. I also teach people uh, how to use video to grow their business. So my blog, I just, every week, I post two formulas that I just basically go out and see what other people are doing in the marketing world. Some people in internet marketing, some people in the real world, uh, brick and mortar stores, and just reverse engineer what they're doing and teach other people how to do the same thing. Because like me, I've tried to start businesses since I was seven years old. And one of the, one of the number one questions you get and the number one uh, questions you have in your mind when you're doing that is, how is somebody going to find out that I exist and how am I going to sell something? Um, so it's been very therapeutic for me to overcome past failures and also to learn just by studying other people, not, not what other people say necessarily, but what other people do, because it's enlightening. A lot of times they're very different. Uh, so then I just bring that to other people and show them. I have a few products I sell to help people do the same thing. Uh, but 99.9% of everything I do is free and on the blog. Well, Brian, I love the saying that we all stand upon the shoulders of giants and it couldn't be more true. I mean, we just build off of past generations and we'll continue to do so. And for me with Entrepreneur on Fire, it was Andrew Warner. It was David Seitman Garland who inspired me to start a daily podcast interviewing inspiring and successful entrepreneurs. And here we are 635 episodes later, still going strong and having a blast doing it. So Fire Nation, like take what Brian's saying. You can truly make a living. You can make a business. You can make a passion come true by studying and basically undiagnosing the entire process that people are doing as I actually like that term, Brian, re-engineering what they're doing and dissecting it in that powerful way. And then just coming out in plain English with it for people that maybe need that step-by-step process. So love with the direction you're going, Brian. We're going to dive even more into your journey as an entrepreneur, how you came to this 
failures, aha moments, successes, they're all coming, Fire Nation. But first, we start with a success quote. So, Brian, take it away. Yeah, uh, I, actually, I don't even think he ever intended this for it to be a, to be a quote. It was actually a tweet I saw in January of last year, and it was by Gary Vaynerchuk. And the tweet was, give, 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 ask. Um, and at the time, he was trying to determine the name of his next book. And it turned out to be Jab, 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 Right Hook. Uh, but he was trying to determine or trying to decide whether it was going to be give, 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 ask or jab, 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 right hook. And I saved that tweet in, his, in the bookmark of Chrome currently, like in the bookmark bar. And I look at it fairly frequently because it's way too many of us are just self-centered jerks. Like we don't intend <laughs> to be, but all we think about is us. All we think about is how are we going to sell something else? Where is the money going to come from? And we just need to stop thinking like that, honestly. And if you can focus on helping other people. And that sounds all new agey and kumbaya and let's sit around the campfire and roast marshmallows and swing back and forth. This couldn't be further from the truth. But at the end of the day, if you focus on giving, uh, whether you're a freelancer, whether you're a consultant, whether you're a blogger selling a course, whether you're a podcaster, whatever it is, if you focus on the giving part and giving, like the analogy I use is my next door neighbor, she's a widow. And we help her out with different stuff. If she needs her grass cut, if she needs whatever, like she'll call us, we text, she would help her out. And it's not because I want anything from her at all. Like, I, I don't know. But if I ever called her and said, hey, uh, Charlotte, do you have, can we borrow a dozen eggs? Like they would be here in three seconds. Not because I did anything with the intention to borrow eggs from her, but because that's just how humans are. Humans are, are built to want to reciprocate what's been done to them. So if you focus less on, from day one, where is your money coming from? And focus on day one on giving, the money will come as a result. And Fire Nation, when Brian wants his morning omelet, get out of the way, let's be honest. <laughs> better be here quick. <laughs> I saw a, a tweet the other day, uh, I'll save a lot of these in Evernote just because they're interesting to go back to, but it was by Rand Fishkin. And he said, uh, one of the simplest and best inbound marketing tactics is to make great stuff, cite the work of others, and then drop them an email to say thanks. And it's the idea of, if some like Rand's been giving, like every every Friday he posts uh, Whiteboard Friday. They have a blog where they give tons of stuff. One of the best ways to kind of turn that around and to to use it in a good kind of way is to take somebody's advice and go show them the results of that and to give them that back. Because every company is looking for testimonials. Like I just started using WP Curve, and you're on the front page of their site. Because you use their service and they use you as a testimony for that because it's great social proof for them. But it's also traffic for you. Like people find you as a result totally. of your page. So that, that would be like a, a give, 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 ask is kind of high level. That would be an exact implementation of what that looks like. And there's a lot of others we can get into. But it's been the best. It's just a good principle to live by one. It's been the best marketing tactic I've ever found in 12 years of selling is give, 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 ask. I love it. And I love these entrepreneurs you're using as examples. Gary Vaynerchuk has been on the show twice now, just an incredible entrepreneur. Rand Fishkin was one of my power 20 back when he was SEO Moz and now he's Moz and he's just an incredible human being in general. And Brian, you're sharing so many value bombs so early here. And one thing that we talk about here on Entrepreneur on Fire is the power of the avatar, that one perfect listener or it's a watcher for a video or a reader for a blog. I mean, who's that one perfect person? And then so 
serve them and continue to serve them and just serve that one perfect listener if you're a podcaster. And for me, that's Jimmy. And I know that when I started and I launched Entrepreneur on Fire, Brian, all I wanted to do was just give Jimmy a great episode every single day. And because of that, for nine months, that's all I did, just provide that value for free over and over and over again. Consistently, frequency happened. And it wasn't until that month nine that was three months in the prep, six months post-launch, that we started to actually monetize in any way, shape, and form. And then that waterfall started to here we are today. So Fire Nation, great shares by Brian across the board. And we're going to continue to absorb these as we go into a focus on his entrepreneurial journey. And Brian, that's where we are now. Share with us a story of a time that you failed. We're talking about some great successes right now, but we want to learn lessons from past failures too. So take us to a failure that you experienced in your life and what lessons did you learn? Yeah, so this is the painful stuff here. Yeah. Um, so I got two I want to share. One is business related and one is not. So I was, let's see, it was May of 2004 and I was 20 years old, was engaged and was a week away from getting married. And we didn't get married. <laughs> we wound up calling off the wedding <laughs> a week before time. Uh, and I, uh, it was interesting. That was probably the biggest rejection. I'll, I officially broke up with her, but let's just be honest. Like it, she was going to break up with me. I just wanted to have the, uh, <laughs> the whatever. The, the one shred of dignity. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. One shred of dignity left. Uh, so I left and went to Africa for a summer just to completely avoid the whole situation. <laughs> so I took off out of the country pretty immediately within a week and left. Um, so that was one. And I'll tie these together here in a second. And the second one was in 2009. Uh, I had uh, moved to Nashville kind of on a whim. I was uh, had been selling building materials for the previous so six or seven years. Uh, and real estate had crashed. And so nobody was building houses or commercial buildings or anything. Um, so anyways, long story short, we moved to Nashville and I didn't know anybody here, didn't really know anything, didn't know what was going on. And where'd you move from, Brian? From from Mobile, Alabama. Okay. And you said we, was it just you or were you with somebody? Me and my wife. Okay, cool. We moved here and I had this great idea. I'd read in a book somewhere, I don't even remember the name of the book now, that I was going to start a consi- uh, consignment car lot and I was going to rent out this space and I've signed a lease with the company. It's one of the biggest, uh, highly trafficked areas in Nashville intersections and I rented a car lot at the corner of it. And my job was to go get people to bring their cars there on the weekend, and I would they would pay me money, and I would get them traffic, and they could sell their car there. Well, if, if now you go back and look at used car sales, look at a graph over the last 25 years, the absolute lowest point of car used car sales was <laughs> the summer I was starting that. Oh, no. <laughs> so, so within two months or so, uh, one, I wasn't getting sales, and two, the city wound up shutting me down because I – the permit I'd pulled wasn't valid, and they stapled a notice on the tree in the parking lot I was in that said, "If you do this again, we will arrest you." Um, so that was a that was a pretty big rejection. Uh, and then I had another business failure within a year and a half after that. So that taught me one thing mainly is you have to be able to persist past no. Like if you study, which I, that's a lot of what I do is just study other people um, and try to pull principles and strategies out of them. But if you study any successful person that always nine times out of 10 had massive rejection at some point, like I studied uh, for a blog post a couple months ago, a hundred authors and the average number of rejections before they got their book published was 46, 46 no's before they got a yes. And we've all heard that story. We've all heard about Abraham Lincoln and 
He never was good at anything ever until he was the freaking president of the United States. Uh, so, <laughs> so what I, what I learned out of that was pushing past a no and making a spreadsheet. Literally, if you're about to launch a new product, or you're, I'm, I'm trying, I'm validating a product right now, Video Fruit, and I made a list on a spreadsheet, and 99 rows say no, and the 100th one says yes. So my goal at that point is no longer to get a yes. My goal is just to get the 99 no's. And if I do that, I know I'll get a yes. And not one time ever cold calling, door knocking, cold contacting people for consulting gigs, any form of sales I've ever been in have I ever got to the yes at the very end, that, which means I've never gotten 99 no's before before I got to a yes. And that, just those going through failures, and those aren't the only ones, but it has just taught me persistence and letting that stuff roll off your back, realizing your stuff isn't for everybody and pushing past no. Persist past no. Fire Nation, really absorb that mentality, that mindset. None of the previous 634 interviewees, the successful and inspiring guests that I've had on, have ever found success without persisting past the no. And Brian, I want to take this journey to the other end of the spectrum now. You shared that awful moment that must have gone through to the pit of your stomach when you saw that notice stapled to that tree in Nashville, Tennessee. But let's take it to an aha moment now, a light bulb that went off at some point in your journey. And studying as many people as you do, Brian, and really dissecting all of these different successful entrepreneurs, you're having aha moments all the time. Let's face it, that's the beauty of doing what you do. But what I want you to do with us right here is to tell us one, one story, one light bulb, one idea that went off in your mind that you said, wow, this is Brian Harris. This resonates with me, my authentic self. And Brian, walk us through the steps you took after having that light bulb moment to turn it into success. January 2013, early last year. And I was in the app world. I'd made, uh, I guess, five apps, two iPhone apps, a couple web apps, and a Mac app up to that point. And a couple of them had done well. The other ones were making $1,500, $2,000 a month. I assumed nothing I was going to retire on, but it was decent little income. And I was entering 2013 with the idea that I was going headlong into app world. I was going to be a programmer or, or facilitate making apps and sell those. And that was the fuzzy vision out there. So I, uh, one way that I wanted to implement, kind of going back to the give, 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 ask strategy, one way I wanted to implement that was to st strategically give an app to somebody. So one guy that I had, was beginning, getting to know at the time was a guy named John Acuff, who I don't think you've had on your show. If not, you need to. He's a good dude. Um, but he was working for Dave Ramsey at the time. He's a public speaker, author, best-selling New York Times kind of dude um, around my age. And uh, he had started this thing called a, the Five Club. And the Five Club uh, worked on the premise that if you wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning, if you have a day job, you wake up at five o'clock in the morning, fear hasn't got up yet. Like you wake up at five o'clock, you can get a lot done between five and seven, but it's a whole lot harder to get stuff done between nine and 11 because all of your creative energy is gone, man. If you've worked 10 hours and you got kids or whatever you got going on, like you're just done that time of night. But if you wake up at five, it's hard one, but you're fresh, man. Like you don't even know, like you get to 630, you don't even know what's happened yet and you've got stuff done. <laughs> so anyways, he had a meetup uh, in December and he had it at five o'clock and a hundred people showed up. He just sent out an email two or three days before, said, hey, we're going to get up at five o'clock in the morning. I'm going to talk a little bit. Y'all are going to share what you're working on and we'll go our way. But it'll just be kind of a little meetup kind of thing. And a hundred folks showed up. I was blown away. And from December to January, uh, I started getting up at five o'clock. And I had a day job at the time and uh, I got a lot done. And I came to the January meeting. And I said, John, I want to make an app for you. I want to make an app that 
works for one minute a day. And from 5 to 5.01, this app comes to life. You can check in and you're a part of the five club. And you, it'll keep a streak going. So if you've checked in 100 days in a row, you'll be at the top of the, the feed or whatever. So I came in and showed said, I, I just want to make this for you. Like, I just want to give it to you. I'll cover all the cost and it'll kind of be your thing. And he said, yes. And tell you what, doing that one thing, at the time, I didn't realize what was going on until I got to launch date. So this was April now. His book was getting ready to launch, which would go on to be, a, I think it was a number one New York Times. It was in the top five or 10. Um, he was getting ready to launch. So we launched the app at the same time. And from that, just so many connections happened. So till this day, I've never charged John for anything. And we do ongoing work together. But just helping people out and seeing that in real life and in business world and all the different connections that come from that. Um, and don't get me wrong, giving isn't a monetization strategy. Like you're never going to make a million dollars by, by never charging somebody for something. And a lot of artists have a really hard time charging people. I don't have any, I don't, I don't have any reservations about charging. So <laughs> this is working from that angle. Uh, but having that aha moment of the first time John referred somebody to me or the first time John said, Hey, you need to go to Dave Ramsey and help him with this. Or you need to, uh, you know, here. This lady over here that has a blog with 8 million unique visitors a month, why don't you do some consulting work with Brian because he's good? Like that kind of thing. It was just a, a big a big moment. And, and a second implementation, and this might be something more tangible for people to take away. Um, this was the summer of 2013. I still was in a full-time job. Uh, was looking. The video thing was starting to get a little traction, but I was looking for some ongoing regular uh, work, uh, working for other people, uh, but doing it in the video world for myself. So I started just identifying companies that I want that I would just like to work for. So I just went to Twitter and looked at my favorited tweets, and I had companies like HubSpot, Kissmetrics, Buffer, AppSumo, Mixergy. Like those are the people that I was following, and I just thought to myself, if I could work for anybody, I'd probably work for the people that I, were, I was fans of already. Uh, so one of the, the the first companies I honed in on was Kissmetrics, and I just thought to myself, how can I give something to them? Because I want to start there. I don't want to start by asking them for work. Start by giving them a quote on something. I want to start and form the relationship in a context of giving. So I went and found that just by studying them a little bit, that one of their best ways of driving traffic to their site was infographics. So I went to their infographic uh, archive and found the most popular infographic they'd ever put out and turned it into a video infographic and just emailed it to them. And I think I emailed Neil Patel to begin with, maybe. Um, And I think he was the one that responded. Yeah, I emailed it to him and said, Neil, man, I just love y'all's stuff. And I do video, and I don't, I don't want any business from you or anything, but here's a video I made. And if y'all want to use it, great. If not, no big deal. Just wanted to give back to you guys because I've learned so much from you. And that's turned into about eight, and that was September. We started in September. So September to now, whatever that month-wise is, I've been working for them, making a video for them every week that they pay me to make for that. So that was like the first time. And they, they, what I found by doing this is I very rarely – cold contact asking for work like usually people wind up saying brian how can i pay you not me going to them it's like true inbound sales we hear that word all the time and in march i did a little bit of cold contacting like cold hardcore prospecting but man like nine times out of ten people come to me that's not being egotistical or anything it's just kind of proof of the strategy of giving to people um, and having that come back to you. So that, that's been a, a, just a massive revelation for me over the last six, eight months. Because I mean, I've been selling an out, official outside sales since 2001, and I've never realized that until last year. 
<laughs> so it's a pretty big aha for me. Brian, love that. There's a couple things I want to go back to because they were just so powerful. Wake up at 5 a.m. Fear <laughs> hasn't got up yet. I mean, I love that phrase, Fire Nation. Get that through your skull. Absorb that. And we keep having this theme that's coming through, give, give, give. I mean, Fire Nation, that is what it's all about. Brian just told his story, which was incredible. We had a designer that over a year ago just emailed and said, hey, John, I just love your stuff. I need to just be honest with you. Your Twitter profile image like, is pretty pretty mediocre to below mediocre. I just designed this for you. Just you know, I'm not asking for any money. Just please, like, I just love what you do, and I want to see you represented well. Well, she went on to become our designer, and because she gave that to us now, you know, she's actually on a contractual salary with us on a month-to-month basis, and it's just incredible what that one piece of artwork she did with just giving and just gave it to us and what that ended up turning into because we loved her style, we loved her design. And Fire Nation, if you're just struggling, like thinking like, what ways can I rile up business? What ways can I rile up leads? Well, think about this give, give, give philosophy. And Brian, what I want you to do is take us to a moment in your life and we can't go into a, an in-depth conversation about it, but just quickly break down your proudest entrepreneurial moment. You know, what's interesting about being in this world, especially online, I think it makes it even worse, is that you tend to focus on the negative. Um, because you always have somebody that's one step ahead of you. Um, so like if I would have known I was going to be where I am three months ago, I would have been really excited three months ago. Now that I am where I am now, <laughs> I'm really like, I'm looking at you and you have 250,000 downloads a month. I'm like, crap, man, I only have 850,000. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> not to correct anything. Uh, no, but, uh, you know, like and I have 15,000 uniques this month. And I'm like, man, like back in January, I'd have been excited about that because I had like a thousand. Um, so it's a constant struggle of that. And one thing I've done to kind of combat that, I have a file in Evernote. And every time I get an email of somebody saying, um, you know, good job on that, or I used this and I tripled my traffic last week or any type of complimentary thing, I'll email it into Evernote. So when I do have those down moments, I can go back and look. And I guess the short answer to your question is, just every, like I get an email right before the call and the guy said, I started implementing this referring to one of my posts for one of our posts here. And the results have been absolutely amazing. I turned our latest blog post into the most viewed and shared post in our entire blog history. And honestly, that's probably it. Like just every, like two or three times a week. I mean, I don't have gargantuan amounts of traffic, but every time I get one of those, honestly, that's a validation that I'm doing the right thing. Um, anytime I sell a new consulting contract or something or work with somebody I've always wanted to work with, like those are big peaks for me. But honestly, they're really short lived. Like three days later, I'm probably depressed <laughs> and wishing I had another one. Like, that is the emotional roller coaster, Brian, that we yeah. are just doomed to as oh. entrepreneurs. We can't get around it. I mean, when you're saying what you're saying, it's resonating with me so well because when I launched Entrepreneur on Fire, I was saying, wow, if I could just get a thousand listens, a thousand downloads, a thousand whatever per month. Think of that. That'd be incredible. You know, I blew through that in the first month and then it was just that next step. If I can ever get to 5,000 in the course of a day, that'll be amazing. You know, and now here we are, we've had over 45,000 in a day and over 850,000 in a month and income goals are the exact same way. It's like, if I can just make 5,000 a month, I'll be so happy doing what I love. And, you know, we generated $232,000 in April and I still, I just want to keep growing this entire company and this business and what we're doing. It's like, 
it is. You got you have three minutes of like, yes, that was cool. And then it's, okay, what can we do now to catch that person or to take it to the next level or to inspire more people? Woo, it's exhausting. Well, one distinction is uh, somebody asked Dave Ramsey recently, and, and you know he's, I think, the second or third most listened to talk radio person in the country. So he's pretty legit. And they asked him, when did you feel like you made it? And his response was, I haven't made it. <laughs> you know, this is the guy that has more traffic than all of us combined. Uh, you know, and I, I, there is a difference in celebrating victories and thinking you made it. That's a very big psychological difference. So it is good to celebrate. I don't celebrate enough. I need to do that more. But it's also important to never feel like you've made it and to never read your own press too much. Um, like I was listening back through a couple of your episodes before we started talking, and uh, the guy I was listening to said, Never believe your greatest praises and never believe your, your worst detractors was kind of the paraphrased version. Right. It's always somewhere in the middle. So just live in the middle, man. Like don't, don't get a big head because people can read that. People can see that coming through and you'll lose some of your edge for that. No, it's so true on every single level. And, you know, Dave Ramsey is a great example of a guy that just, you know, he's always pushing forward. He's always implementing and he's done it for so long now. And it's just, as entrepreneurs, you just need to absorb that. You know, we need to have these wins and really just celebrate these successes. And I used to have a question, Brian, on Entrepreneur on Fire. Instead of the, what's your proudest moment? It was, have you had an I've made it moment? And so often the answer to that question, Brian, was no, I don't feel like I've made it. I feel like I've had a journey, but my I'm still on my journey right now. And that question just became so consistent with these successful and inspiring entrepreneurs. It was just like, well, let's just replace it because I know what the answer is going to be. No, I haven't had an I've made it moment yet. And these are from the most successful and inspiring entrepreneurs in the world moving forward. And it's just kind of really something great for Fire Nation to absorb that, hey, you know, celebrate these successes, but keep pushing yourself forward along this journey of life. And Brian, let's take this journey to present times. Let's take your journey to today. You have a lot of exciting things going on within Video Fruit right now, but share with Fire Nation that one thing that just has you most fired up today. Well, one thing before we move on to this question, I, I want to. One thing we don't do is like one of the private Facebook groups I'm in. Every Friday, I post something called the brag table. And one thing we need to do is freaking brag a little bit <laughs> about what we're doing, not, not publicly <laughs> a lot of times. But like, if you if you're an entrepreneur, you probably set goals. Like, I have one specifically right now. I'm, it's the one goal I'm focused on right now. And when I get there, man, I'm going to be excited about it. Like, I'll instantly want it to be doubled. It doubled. So, <laughs> like three hours later, I wish it was more. But we need to. We do need to feel like, and some, and some manner of answering that question is, we do need to actually make it. Like, if you've been working on the same goal for ten years and you haven't got there yet, like, man, it maybe better be a massive goal, or you need to change something. Like, you do, you do need to have internal made it moments. But kind of the the fifty thousand foot view, obviously. You, you, need to keep that in perspective. So, all right, sorry to go back. Well, to even that. Brian, I want you to dive into like what's going on right now in a second. Yeah. You just brought up such another great point that let's just expound upon a tiny bit more. And Fire Nation, if you're on, if you're in a mastermind, if you're are surrounded by people like Brian is within this Facebook group, sharing your wins is the first thing that my mastermind does every single week. We go around and we share our wins and we congratulate each other because you don't want to get mired down into that day-to-day, not really actually being realized and actually celebrating those victories. And a great, great entrepreneur from back in the day, Brian, Earl Nightingale, said a quote that I resonate with so deeply. 
success and happiness is the gradual realization of a worthy ideal. There's a couple incredibly key words here. It's the gradual realization. It's not the realization. It's not getting to that finish line. It's gradually realizing this ideal, but not just an ideal. It has to be worthy as well. So Fire Nation, if you're working towards a worthy ideal and you're gradually realizing that every single day, that is the definition in Earl Nightingale's mind, whom I agree with, of success and happiness. So Brian, video fruit, excite us. One thing I really like is... I've just started to find out about myself is that I really love teaching. Like it's really just fun. Um, but one thing I hate about teaching is most people say those that can't do teach. So I like doing both of those. <laughs> I like teaching and I also like implementing. So right now I'm in a phase where I'm teaching and I'm implementing on video fruit itself. Um, but I think as teachers, most you're a teacher. Most anybody in our space is a teacher at some level. I think we've done overall a very poor job of communicating some of the basic tenets of business in general. So like one specific example of this would be uh, emails, email collection. Everybody talks about, or a lot of people talk about how important it is to have an email list. But we've done a terrible job, in my opinion, of telling people why and showing them examples of why that's such a massive thing. Another, another example would be guest posting in the internet marketing world of how extremely effective that is. So what I'm excited about is showing people, a lot of what I've done is, like the, uh, Saturday I had a guest post go live on lead pages, um, and I'm doing a post showing people why did I do that? Why did I spend 10 hours writing a post, writing a 2,000-word post on lead pages? What was the point of that? Why should I put my best content on other people's platforms that's bigger than mine? Why do that? Because people tell you to do guest posts and you'll get traffic, but why? Show me what you're talking about. Communicate it like a like you're talking to a kindergartner, not like you're talking to yourself. Like we do a lot of um, playing. Uh, oh, what's the phrase? Like if you're in the circus, they talk about performing to the cast instead of performing to the audience. I see in the internet marketing world and in the teaching world of how this stuff works, a lot of performing to the cast instead of performing to the audience and teaching them the whys and breaking it down to such an easily understood level. You know, I post, I spent 10 hours on lead pages and the result was I collected 320 emails. So that's not the end of the cycle. I collected 320 emails and this is what I'm able to do with those email addresses as a result. And here's the exact funnel and exactly how that wound up becoming $10,000. So those 10, those 10 hours I spent on lead pages became $10,000. So why do you need a guest post? Why do you need to focus on emails? Because it'll make $10,000. But even beyond that, why do you want to make $10,000? Because it's not a make, about making 10 grand. I mean, the difference of making 70K and 200K really isn't a lot. It's like one step nicer of a car and one slightly nicer zip code. Like your life doesn't look all that different. So if you're always chasing the dollar, anyway, but that's an example of, I think we need to teach better. And I'm excited about doing that. I'm working on a couple projects that I'm very excited about that'll be coming up this summer that uh, if you're sticking around the blog, you'll see. Uh, but it's just different ways of communicating things that as, as I've gone through the learning process of learning sales online that I've learned that I don't see being taught in a way that just makes sense to people that haven't done it yet. 
I really respect a lot of big companies out there that really do try to implement this because so many don't that the few that do, I really do admire. And one of those is Toyota. And I really did a big study on what they do when they go through their process. And it's basically the six whys. They always are asking why all the way down to the base level. Because if you're not asking why more than four or five times, you're still just scratching the surface on that. And like Brian's saying, get it down to that basis base level, which is that $10,000. And then what can he now do with that $10,000 putting back into his business to continue that incredible chain going? So Fire Nation, always be thinking about that. Always be going down to that next level and getting to that true why. And Brian, we're about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. My favorite thing about owning and running my own business is the freedom it affords me, the freedom to do the things that I'm passionate about, and the freedom to be truly location independent. With the help of the incredible internet, I'm able to stay in touch with my audience via social media, provide valuable content that's scheduled out in advance so I never skip a beat, and engage via email with partners to ensure everything is running smoothly. And with the help of eVoice, I'm also able to stay in touch via phone. eVoice transfers transforms any phone into your business phone, making it easy to stay in touch when it's most important. So whether you're on a tropical vacation or spending the week in the mountains with your family, you'll always have the ability to be in touch if you want to be. Right now, you can try eVoice free for 30 days, plus get a special discount of $5 off every month forever. Go to eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. That's eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. Planning for your future is important. I don't have to tell you that. But I know firsthand that there's a lot on your plate when you're building your own business. It can be easy to forget important steps like protecting your assets with LLCs, S-Corps, trademarks, and more. Insurance, financial planning, yep, that's also your responsibility. Wouldn't it be nice if you had a single place you could go to for all the legal help that you can trust? Someone who can provide you peace of mind that your finances are legally protected. Great news, it exists. LegalZoom has been helping clients for over 13 years, and their services are developed by some of the best legal minds in the country. Visit LegalZoom, and they'll take care of you from start to finish. For special savings, visit LegalZoom.com, enter promo code FIRE in the referral box at checkout. LegalZoom was developed by top attorneys to provide self-help services at your specific direction, but they're not a law firm. Legal help is furnished through vetted independent attorneys. So that's LegalZoom.com, promo code FIRE. Brian, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? I like it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I call it breaking the seal. There's something really weird that happens the first time you're doing something. It (laughs) takes a hundred times longer to do something the first time. So I got a GoPro the other day and I'm just playing around with it. And how long it took me to go from recording my first video to editing it and publishing it was three or four days. And that was something I really wanted to do. And then in the next two days, I made 10 more videos. Like, so that's a really kind of silly <laughs> example. But people do that with blogs, do it with everything. They worry so much about what the first post is going to be. Let's just be real. Nobody's ever going to read your first post. Who cares? <laughs> like literally, it, nobody's ever read my first post. Like maybe my mom and my wife, but probably not even them. So just do it the first time and do it the second time and do it the next time. So for me, it was the same thing. Like it was just doing it once. It was making that very first app. It took me five months and I lost $800. 
within the next two months, I made three apps and made $2,000 a month. So it's just doing it and realizing your first version is going to suck. Nobody's going to see it. So it doesn't really matter. But you're going to learn so much the first time you do it. And just constant, like, man, I mean, every day, at least once a week, there's something that I'm procrastinating on that I just need to do it once and then, then get on to the next one. Like one, one big resolution I made when I turned 31 a few, a few weeks ago was to make a video every single day this year. And it's been, it's been interesting because they've got progressively better. But the first one was painful. Man. It took me <laughs> five or six hours. And it was just going to be this rough thing because I knew, like mentally, I know it's going to suck and I'm not even going to publish it. But it's just doing it, getting in the habit of doing it. And that makes such a big difference. And your, your body and intuition just takes over once you actually execute the first time. The great entrepreneur, Brian Tracy, who we just had on the show two weeks ago, Eat that frog, Fire Nation. Do that, what is just sitting there staring you in the face first, and your entire day will be set. And it's so true. It took me literally, Brian, two weeks to record my first podcast, to edit it, to upload it to the media host, to completely get it scheduled out, publish it, submit it to iTunes. Two weeks, one episode, I was like, oh my God, I am in for a hurt. And I have 364 more of those this year. Now I do eight every single Monday and I barely blink. I mean, Fire Nation, break that seal. And Brian, what's the best advice you've ever received? So it's from a guy named Ross Hudgens. And the, the quote is, send clients two recommendations a month they can actually use fall outside your normal deliverable, you'll never lose those clients. And it's the idea of over-delivering. Um, just blow people's mind with stuff. Like, man, it's so much easier to, to keep the current customers you have and sell them more stuff that helps them even more than you have in the past. And it is to go get new ones. Just blow the minds of everybody you're with. Do less stuff, which is maybe the single hardest thing to do, is do less, but do more and do higher quality of what you are doing. So if my deliverable to Kiss Metrics is one video that's three minutes long, why don't I give them two minute, two videos that are five minutes long once a year? Just as a thank you, just to kind of throw something in, do something that excites them and go above and beyond. Brian, share one of your personal habits, like waking up at five in the morning, that you believe contributes to your success. Uh, I call it the zero-based calendar. So every day before I start working, uh, budget in my calendar, kind of like a, a, a financial budget. Uh, every month before the month begins, we have every dollar accounted for on paper, on purpose before the month begins. So I do the same thing with my day. Every day before I start has every hour accounted for on paper, on purpose before the day begins. And that just takes all the decision making out of the day for me. I decide at the beginning of the day and then I just do what I wrote down. And that makes it easy to stay focused. It incorporates Parkinson's law you know, the task is going to expand at the time allotted for it. Very rarely do I not get everything on my checklist done because I have to be intentional and real about it up front and schedule it out. And some things just don't get done. So they get scratched off the list. They get dumped completely. Something happens to them, but they're not getting done today. Um, so that's been one of the single biggest boosts to my day. And also tying those into long-term vision. So tying those into weekly, monthly, and yearly goals so you know your daily tasks are aligning up um, is, is a fairly big component of that as well. Brian, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, there's probably two. One is Lead Pages, so I'm a pretty big fanboy of theirs. Um, I, they're just easy, man. Like email <laughs> is my number one metric. Email subscriptions uh, for a lot of reasons, but they make it extra. Like I don't have a, I don't think I have a single form on my entire website. 
mainly because in the beginning, I just didn't know how to use them. Um, and lead pages with a couple of their, the way they uh, have their software, it makes it super simple. And the other one would be Sumo Me. It's a uh, free plugin, WordPress plugin, or they have a script for people that don't have WordPress that allows you to um, just grow your site. They have a tool called Headlines that allows you to split test headlines on your blog, a lot of other stuff. So it's free. Those are two of my, my favorite tools right now are lead pages and Sumo Me. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to these resources and everything we've been chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com slash Brian Harris. And Brian, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? Authority by Nathan Berry. Uh, it's been kind of the motto of my year so far. Uh, he opened the book, or I guess he opened the book with a story about him and the sketching with CSS guy. I never can remember his name, but I tell people the story all the time because I love it so much. And basically the, the Cliff Notes version of the story is uh, those guys started designing and everything right about the same time. The, the other guy, let's call him John because I don't know his name. John started <laughs> teaching what he was learning as he was learning it. So he would shoot a video tutorial on making a button with CSS. And he would shoot a tutorial on a, how to use HTML in a form and all these different things. A few years go by. And John launches a Kickstarter campaign to redesign his website. And he, I think his goal was $3,500 or something like that. And he raised over 60 grand doing that. And the reason was, was because he had an audience of people that followed him, not because he was the best, not because he was a great designer. At the time, he wasn't. He was just learning. But because he taught people. And that was the difference. And Nathan, at that time, hadn't done any of that. He had just learned and honed his craft and become the best in the world of what he was doing. But he hadn't taught anybody, so nobody knew he existed. So if he wanted to launch a product right then, he couldn't. John could throw up a Kickstarter campaign and raise 50K to read it on his website. Um, and that's just a massive, that's a great, that goes back to that teaching I was telling you earlier. We need stories like that, that people are sharing their numbers and their exact experience so people can understand, all right, that's why I need to write a blog post every day because that's what I'm going to be able to do with the results of it. Like, okay, one example is, so I grew up, uh, in a southern home, and we were went to church every Sunday. The average preacher preaches in front of 150 people, 150 unique people a, a week on a blog, on, on a lame blog. You're talking to a couple hundred people a day, so that's just massive influence. You know how much influence a preacher has over people. You can have more influence on infinitely more people. I mean, John, you have a bigger church. In quotes, <laughs> than any preacher that exists. You have 850,000 people that are listening to everything you say. That's a big deal, and people need to get that. Fire Nation, listen to Brian's passion. Listen to what he's sharing. I mean, you have a platform. All you need to do is establish authority and share it along the way. Always going back to that give, give, give. And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Brian, this next question's the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I love this question because it's so practical. <laughs> <laughs> yes. like, this is the best way to teach. It's like You could literally, your podcast is going to be just this question. It'd be great. Love it. Um, so I would do productized consulting. Brennan Dunn, I guess, gave me an actual name for it, but I've loved the concept for a long time. And specifically, the exact thing I would do is 
uh, email conversion optimization. So I would contact guys like you, like Pat Flynn, like just the guys I'm interested in. I would contact you guys, make a list of 50 of you guys and go through your site and write you a 10 plus page report, shoot a 15 minute video where I go through and dissect your site and show you and give you some exact takeaways that you could take from it and give you that. So I've done that. I've done that by request of a few people over the last month and every single one of them have absolutely loved it and have asked me, how can I pay you? So they're kind con- like, I just give to them. It goes to give, 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 ask, but just go through and show them, Hey man, if you used a post specific opt-in for your podcast, John, like you can increase your conversion rate. So I'm, I'm literally telling you, like if you right. made a very specific thing to this, not show notes, not, a resource, but if it if you if your number one goal, which I don't know what your number one goal is, but if it was email collection, then doing a post specific bonus that was all right. Brian talked about the zero based calendar. Here's a PDF and a video that walks you through exactly how to do that. Your conversion rates will go through the roof. So, John, I've went back through your last ten podcasts and I've put together a post specific opt in for you. Uh, and here they are. If you just want to test them out, more than welcome. I can help you implement them. However, you want to do that. But I like your stuff. I love your podcast. Here you go. How can I pay you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, and what, because what most people, most busy people, which is who you want to sell to, don't sell to poor people. Poor people have a really hard time buying stuff. <laughs> right. People that are doing well, they tend to have more money. So focus on them. Quit worrying about selling $5 products and try to sell $5,000 products. They're easier to sell, I promise you. Um, so if you contact John and let him know that you're not a Yahoo one, you know what you're talking about and you're credible and you can do that all in a very short email and a video going through his site. Um, he will hire you, I promise you, because everybody <laughs> is looking, all of these guys, anybody in the industry that's performing at a high level are looking for good people. So you might get a no, and the reason you're getting a no is probably the same reason I got a no from Seth Godin two years ago is because I wrote him a dumb email, and it didn't let him know that I was a legit dude. And Seth Godin probably isn't the best person to target when you're starting off with something like this either. <laughs> that's a pretty pretty high barrier to get to. Um, <laughs> But it really works. So I would start with that. I would hone in on email optimization because that's what I'm good at right now. I think, I think that's one of my number one abilities currently. So I would focus on what I'm good at. And then I would start cold contacting people. If I had relationships, I'd focus on the people I had relationships with. I'm not sure if that happens on this island I got dropped in. But if I did, I'd focus on them. If not, I would contact people that I know of and I'm intimately familiar with because uh, I've been following and listening and reading their stuff. And I would give them suggestions and then offer to fix that for them if they want me to. Boom. Fire Nation, you heard it here first. And Brian, thank you for being so inspiring and just so open and honest with everything that you have going on, just opening up that door, letting us inside and seeing truly what a path to success does look like. And let's end with you just sharing where we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, uh, everything's at videofruit.com. So I put out every Friday, I have uh, have a reversed engineered step-by-step formula uh, pretty much any type of business you have, brick and mortar, online, whatever, you can get some pretty interesting tactics. I just dissected one from Jeff Walker Ooh. that he was using the other day. That's, I mean, it is it is really killer. Like, oh, yeah, for his book launch, right? I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So he's been running these Facebook ads. It's a killer strategy. And literally, you could do what I was just saying about product test consulting. Just go grab one of the formulas. Go to the Jeff Walker one. It's called the thank you formula. And just go pitch that to 15 people like John. Like, go through John's last 15 episodes. Pitch it to all 15 people there and John, and you will make $5,000 this month. I promise you. If you'll just do exactly what I just said, that'll work. But you can also just apply it to your own business. Uh, apply that thank you formula to your business, and you can turn a $5 book into a $200 course and turn that $200 course into a $2,000 course, all by offering this free book that you pay shipping for. And that's what John did, uh, or Jeff did. 
So uh, anyways, you can go to Video Fruit, check those out. They're always really cool. Uh, I, I just literally look for cool stuff and write about it because it's really what interests me. Um, so anyway, you can go there. It's uh, pretty cool stuff. The Brian Harris Guarantee Fire Nation. You can <laughs> believe I just actually, Brian, about three weeks ago, hired another virtual assistant to add to our team. And this guy is on your website reading through the content that you produce. So Fire Nation, when you find people like Brian who've just simply figured it out, Make sure people on your team are getting that content, are really coming up with ideas of what Brian's doing that they can implement. So right now, I'm leveraging my time. I'm interviewing Brian because that's what I do, but my team, my virtual assistant, is studying Brian's stuff on how we can implement it. Really powerful stuff. The power of team leveraging scaling time. And Brian, Fire Nation is incredibly well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that we've mentioned in today's episode at eofire.com. Just type Brian with a Y in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. And Brian, thank you for being so, so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Fire Nation. Podcasting doesn't have to be hard. Join me for our free live podcast workshop every week where I share the step-by-step process of how to create your podcast. Visit podcastersparadise.com to grab your spot today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 